Excited to bring you the first real episode of this podcast. I did put out a trailer last week, um, but it's brief and it's short and it doesn't talk about a whole lot. But this episode, we're actually going to dive into our first topic, and I'm really excited. So, a couple things get out of the way first are some recurring segments. So, honestly, I don't know if these things are going to stick around. We'll see how these change and whether. I like them or don't or need to adapt them or whatever, but there are some things that I sort of just want to start and end each episode with. So I guess that's where we do this for the first time is right now. So a couple of them are just super duper quick. If you listen to the trailer, you would have heard me talk about being a Libra and astrology and how I think it's all quite funny and I don't really believe in it. However, I find it kind of entertaining and fun to look at every day. So the first thing we're going to talk about at the beginning of every episode is my CoStar do's and don'ts. So if you're into this stuff, you've probably heard of CoStar. It's just an app. You go in, you put in like where you were born, what time you were born, the day you were born, all of that, and it gives you your whole birth chart. And then from there, it'll give you a daily update. It'll give you a notification. I think it actually gives you a couple throughout the day. Um, And then one of the things it gives you are a do and don't list for that day. And they're just really random and funny. And I just get a good laugh out of them every time. So we're going to read them together on every Sunday or Monday or whenever I end up recording this. So This time around, it's Monday night. I'm recording this on July 25th. And here are my co-star do's and don'ts for the day. So, do stretch your legs, scrabble, and crunching numbers, which is interesting. I did stretch my legs. I did go golfing tonight. I did not play scrabble. And I don't think I really crunched any numbers today. So, one out of three. My don'ts include pacing, fatalism and (laughs) all-nighters so now if you've never read these you know what i mean when i say that they're really random and strange Uh, i had one the other day that literally told me not to eat tacos so no idea where they get these from uh but i think they're quite funny so there you go i uh i think i'm doing okay i haven't done any of my don'ts and i definitely will not be pulling an all-nighter tonight so so far so good on that one so that's segment number one Next, let's just talk about the last week. So uh, like I said, it's the end of July. We're like right in the thick of summer right now. It really is like that peak summer weather and just like activities and my calendar is full of fun things. So the biggest thing since last week is that I spent this past weekend at a cottage with a bunch of friends, which was really fun. Uh, I still live in the city I went to university in, so I don't feel super detached yet, but I got to spend the weekend with a bunch of friends that I met through the student association I was on in university, which was a lot of fun. And a lot of them I haven't seen since April, which isn't that long, but when you see each other almost every day, it feels like a long time. So that was a ton of fun. We just like went wake surfing and had campfires and hung out on the pontoon boat and played a bunch of like drinking games and it was fun. It was a really good time and just like a nice way to relax for the weekend and get away to a cottage that isn't just my own cottage. It's always a little bit more relaxing. That way it was really kind of far away. It ended up being like a four and a half hour drive home yesterday just because of cottage traffic where I live in Ontario is just like 
a nightmare uh, as far as driving to and from really anywhere up north. I'm kind of in like southeastern Ontario, Toronto area and going up north to all of the cottage country in Ontario is just what everybody does on the weekends. So on a Friday night or a Sunday, pretty well anytime, you will guaranteed get stuck in traffic. So that wasn't fun, but the weekend was really, really fun and it was really good to see some friends and just relax. So that was my weekend. Last week, honestly, wasn't super exciting. I actually have to like pull up my calendar and find out what went on last week. But yeah, I had a couple of fun things. I went to the driving range and used my new golf clubs for the first time with a friend last week. Um, I went and actually spent the night at my parents last Thursday night and then worked from there on Friday before I left for this friend's cottage on Friday night because my parents were about halfway between the cottage and where I'm living. So that was nice to see them and see my dog and all of that. But honestly, last week was just kind of full of lots of work uh, and the weekend was fun and now all of a sudden it's Monday again. So that was my week. Not too, too much to talk about. Um, This episode we're going to talk about work and the corporate life and all of that. So I'm not going to get into too much about my work week, but we will chat about that in a second. And then the next thing I just like to sort of think about and reflect on is something I learned this week and I think this is going to be kind of the topic of this whole episode but really I just learned how tough it is to be in a new job and that's so not anything uh, new or revolutionary if you're you know have you're someone who started a new job ever which you probably have Uh, but it really kind of hit me this past week I feel like I feel like I transitioned a little bit out of the honeymoon phase last week, you could say. Um, I've been in my job now for almost exactly two months. It'll be two months this week. And yeah, it's just hitting that point. But we're going to talk about that in a second here. So that the biggest thing I learned is it was just I was just kind of reminded of how tricky it can be. And honestly, I just learned that you do really have to stop and think and remember how you're always going to feel some form of whether it's imposter imposter syndrome or just anxiety about your role or frustration or like work is never going to be perfect you're never going to feel completely on top of your work you're never going to feel incredible at your job you know five days a week it's you're going to have moments of ups and downs and I was just kind of reminded of that this week with a little bit of a tougher work week so that is that but like I said this episode we're just going to kind of go over my story of where I'm at right now how I sort of transitioned over the last couple of months how I got the job I have now and just some of these feelings that I've had over the last two months as I started my first full-time job as a new grad in the corporate worlds and all of that so to go way back because y'all don't know that much about me yet so I, you do know if you listen to the trailer, I just graduated with my Bachelor of Commerce from the University of Guelph, and uh, yeah, that was April, it's now July, so I was all throughout university very involved on campus, and the big benefit really of that in a lot of ways is just the people and the connections you have across campus, not just with students, but also with faculty and staff and whatnot. So also keep in mind, I was in university from 2018 to 2022, which meant that two years of that, the basically the entirety of COVID, if you consider COVID over, which I 
I know it isn't, but it, it kind of is starting to feel that way. The entirety of the, the thick of the pandemic was during my university years. So in the summer after first year, I worked um, in a government job that was, you know, an office cubicle job. I had, I don't even remember what the heck my title was, but I was given nothing to do. It was very typical sort of like summer intern you know, summer student internship, whatever. I just like had nothing to do. No one really knew who was in charge of me or was who was supposed to be giving me work. So honestly, just nobody did. There was a couple other students. They would be like, oh yeah, go have a look at this website and like write down suggestions for how we could change it. Or like everything was just a make work project. And you could tell that they just hired students for the sake of being able to say that they hired students. So not a good experience. The biggest thing I learned from that is that I did not want to work in a government job, which power to you if you enjoy that. And I definitely think there's incredible opportunities to work for, whether it's federal or provincial, but was not, honestly, I know that my experience was just particularly bad, but it really did give me really good insight into what that sort of work style is like and it just wasn't something I liked and I think that's a really good thing to learn from your your summer jobs your co-ops or internships or whatever so that was the summer after my first year the summer after my second year was right at the beginning of COVID so COVID hit March 2020 the summer after my second year what started in that April of 2020 so things were fully locked down I actually had got a job pretty much locked in in about January, February of 2020 was all good to go, was super excited. It was like this job I was really, really excited about. It was a, my first sort of corporate job, so private sector. Um, it was sort of in like banking, but it was more of like a marketing type role. And yeah, I was really, really excited about it. And got an email sometime in like probably end of March, about a month before I was supposed to start that was like, hey, sorry, we're pulling all of our interns for the summer, uh, which happened to so, so, so many people. So it wasn't a huge deal. Honestly, have so much more, you know, we should all have so much more th sympathy for the full-time workers and parents and, you know, all the people that were massively impacted by layoffs or whatever happened in those few months. For me, it was just like, okay, this is really crappy. I just lost my summer job. So at that point, I just decided, you know what, it's too late. I only had maybe two or three weeks before um, I was supposed to start work. And I'm like, I'm not realistically going to go and start searching for a job now. It's, you know, the we're in the thick of this pandemic. No one knows what's going on yet. This is very early days. And I'm only able to stay until August. So realistically, I'm not going to find a job. So I decided to, to take two classes. So I signed up for two two online classes and that was just going to be my life. And I knew it was just going to be school and whatever. And I just was going to have to not spend a lot of money. That was kind of where I was at. And then about a month in, so towards like the end of May, I get a call from someone on campus who I had just sort of made a connection with from working on a student association. And they basically said, hey, we need someone to come work for us. It's this one specific project. Um, we thought of you right away. Basically, like, here's a job. If you want it, it's full time. It's from home. Here's kind of what you'll be doing. How does it sound? Uh, so I said, 
yeah, sure. This sounds honestly like a great opportunity. And was I going to drop my classes? No, it was too far in at that point. So I just kind of committed to doing full-time school and full-time, not full-time school, two classes and full-time work. So had that job for that summer, um, really enjoyed what I was doing. I got to work on something very specific and really had honestly a lot of kind of autonomy and my ideas were very appreciated and accepted. And I really liked who I was working with and the team and everything, but it was also still a little bit of that sort of traditional internship where I didn't have a lot to do. I would finish projects way earlier than expected and then you know, no one would really have anything new for me to do. And it felt like a lot of the things I was doing, it was kind of like, if you've ever done a co-op or an internship, you know, that feeling of like, I'm being asked to do this thing. It feels like they're just giving me this as busy work. And like, I have no idea if they'll ever use this. Like, you know, you're asked to make, go and do research and make this spreadsheet. And then you're like, does anyone actually, does this impact anyone once I'm gone? So it was kind of that sort of situation where I just, yeah, I just felt like, it it was meaningful what I was doing but it was not it wasn't like perfect and and no summer student job really is I got good experience it was good thing to put on my resume whatever so that was that summer it also I was kind of miserable because it was COVID I couldn't do anything I couldn't see my friends and all I did was work all day and then like write essays for two classes after work so not my favorite summer but honestly I was really really fortunate to be given that opportunity to work because so many of my friends just had nothing so that was that summer i promise we're getting to a point here so and then the third summer i was really struggling to find a job i was applying to things and just not hearing anything back um a little bit of background too is that the program i was in at guelph offers a co-op option but it's not mandatory and i wasn't in that co-op option so the difference between co-op and non-co-op is that with co-op you do five terms three no two or three between two it depends a little bit on your your major but between two and three of those terms are actually during the school year so you have to take one fall semester off to work one winter semester off to work and then three summers. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's right. So uh, you are then because you take a summer and a winter off, or, or sorry, a fall and a winter off, you have to come back and do a fifth year of school. So I wasn't in that truthfully for a few reasons. There was like some logistical things. I came in as an undeclared major, which meant I didn't know this at the time, but it kind of means you forfeit co-op. And I also honestly just wanted to do four years. Wasn't really down for the five year thing. So I only did those four years. And that meant that I wasn't technically a co-op student. So there were some summer jobs where the companies did specify that you needed to be a co-op student because they get different funding and like tax breaks if you are a registered co-op. So I was applying to all these jobs that summer. Again, we're still in COVID at this point. COVID is actually like really returned and is really bad that summer. And I just can't really find anything. So I end up going to one of the departments at my university again and saying like, hey, I have this experience from last summer. I have this experience with the student association. I think this would be really advantageous for you based on my experience, but also really helpful for me to have this sort of connection on campus as I go into um, what was then my presidential year on the student association. So, you know, do you have any did you see any potential for me to come and work for you this summer? So I'd never done that before. It was really scary. I wasn't super forward with it. I wasn't like trying to sales pitch them. I was genuinely just like, 
I think this could work really well. If you think there's any chance, like I'm looking for a summer position and would love to work for you. So I talked to that person, things ended up going really well and I ended up getting full time with that department. So again, with my university, which means at this point, I did all three of my summers, two with the university and one with the government, which meant up until my graduation, I only had really public sector work experience. I worked at a grocery store and I worked at Shoppers Drug Mart in high school. That doesn't count. It's great experience and it was fun. But when I'm talking full time, uh, you know, sort of adult work experience, I only had those three summers. So bring us up to present day. I've said this, but it's important for context. I was on a couple different student associations. I was a campus tour guide. I was very involved in those kind of things. So I really grew to love and become very comfortable in a campus setting. And I really do, you know, I wanted to work with like young people, I thought, and maybe be some sort of like student advisor. I looked at going back to school for career advising or academic advising. I looked at all kinds of different things, but I was really kind of set on the idea of staying and working at my university. That was my plan. I wasn't sure if it was going to be as a career counselor or as, you know, something in recruitment or something in marketing. I really didn't know, but I just had so many connections across campus. I had so much relevant experience that is really what I thought I was going to do. So that I changed my mind, you know, subtly here and there about which department or which one of those routes I was just talking about I wanted to pursue. And then it really wasn't until the very end, like I would say the last month of my degree. So at this point, like mid to end of March, and I was graduating at the end of April. So mid to end of March, Um, And I was always kind of keeping an eye on job posting. So I was open to the idea of corporate and open to the idea of the private sector too. But I really just kind of thought, you know, I love the campus setting and being a student and I would love to just now get to be on the staff side of all of this. So how do I do that? So that was kind of my goal. But I was always kind of browsing Indeed and LinkedIn jobs and all of that too. And this one day I just come across this job posting for a company that I had genuinely had the thought before of, I've heard really cool things about this company. Their culture seems really awesome. I see people posting about working there on LinkedIn all the time. It's just one of those companies that I was like, yeah, I recognize it. And I've seen a lot about the culture and what it's actually like to work there. So I see this job posting for a job that really checks all of my boxes in kind of one of those pinch me ways where, like I said, I wanted to work with young people but i also the one area outside of the university setting i was really interested in was talent acquisition so some form of recruitment you know campus recruitment or even you know learning and development or like training and development like sort of hr without being um you know hr generalist or hr coordinator type things specifically more sort of the talent or learning and development or training side of things so that was kind of my other interest and i just had a marketing degree so i didn't have a ton of confidence in the fact that i'd be able to get a job in that area but i really did enjoy it and i got to do a lot of recruitment through being on student associations so i'd done my fair share of you know not very many 21 year olds can say that they've done I've probably conducted about 100 100 interviews um, over my four years of university and, you know, led several of those, written the questions, done all of the, you know, candidate application back and forth, written the application questions, screened resumes. I'd done that, all of that. And I honestly kind of discounted how 
relevant that experience was, but now that I'm in a recruiter role, spoiler alert, um, it, it, it was super relevant that having that background knowledge, even though it was in a volunteer setting, was still super, super valuable. So I see this job posting. It's for a recruiter position at this company that I'd always thought was really cool. I'm reading all of the different qualifications and, you know, it's saying things like this is a role that is, you know, can help you break into the talent acquisition industry. And I'm just like, okay, this sounds really, really good. So at this point, it's the very end of March. I message the recruiter who's recruiting for this job on LinkedIn, chat with them, end up doing three interviews. And within a week, I have an offer. So that catches you up pretty well to the end of April. I had an offer signed by the end of April, which are not even like the very beginning of April, which felt really, really good to have that locked in before I graduated. Um, I was also really stressed. If you're listening to this and you might be stressed about this too, maybe this is encouragement, but I was really stressed about having to tell an employer that I needed a bit of time off. So I had a trip planned in Europe from the 1st of May to the 17th of May. And I was worried that when I told a recruiter or, you know, a hiring manager that, that they would say, oh, well, we need you to start May 1st. So I was stressed about that. I now know as a recruiter that that's no big deal at all. Um, As long as it's not more than about a month, some roles, they're going to really, really need you to get in there quickly. But honestly, we always account for about a month. And sometimes it's easier for us if you don't want to start right away. So I was stressed about that. But I told them, you know, I can only start. I want to take two weeks for my little, it was almost three weeks, my trip in Europe. And then I want to take one extra week so I can be available at the very end of May. No problem. Got on my offer document signed and headed off to Europe. So that is the story of how I found my job. I am so incredibly fortunate and definitely recognize how rare it is to apply to one job out of university, do only do interviews for one job and receive an offer on that first job. That is not normal. That was a lot of the right place at the right time happening in my favor. It was, you know, I was very well qualified for the role, like I said, almost in a way where I was reading the responsibilities and the qualifications and kind of going like, this kind of sounds like it was written for me, which is really lucky. And honestly, that's something I don't think you can wait for. And I hear it all the time now is you really do have to apply for a job, even if you don't check every box, because you're not going to very often find one where you do. But that was kind of you know, it seems crazy, but it kind of was the case. And I I wanted it as equally as I felt qualified for it. And yeah, I got really, really lucky. So that is my job search process. Very unconventional. Um, You know, my summer jobs definitely were not in the area of talent acquisition or recruitment at all. The closest thing, like I said, I had to recruitment experience was through student associations. And I guess being a tour guide is like kind of recruitment-ish, but in a very different way. So this all worked out really, really well. And I honestly count my blessings all the time for that. But that catches you up to June 1st. Actually, I started on May 30th. So I started on May 30th. Um, It's now, like I said, it's July 25th. So it's been almost two months. And things are really, really great. I love, love my role. I love the company I work for. I'm really lucky to be in the tech industry that is, you know, fast paced and modern and exciting and really sort of 
able to move quickly and be very adaptable compared to some industries and that keeps things really fun and exciting um but i'm also lucky to work for a company where i really believe in what they do and the mission and like this kind of goes without saying because i would have said it by now but i'm not going to disclose where i work um that's something that's going to stay private for me just for the sake of you know privacy for my employer and, and all of those things i feel like you've all figured that out by now but yeah, I, I really do stand behind like the mission and, and what I actually am working towards. I mean, I, as a recruiter, I'm obviously in a very internal facing role. So other than having to sort of explain to candidates what we do and sort of convince candidates that they'll be part of something impactful, I don't have a huge direct impact on what like the company's mission and, and what we're actually delivering to the external world outside of the company. However, I bring in the people who do contribute to that. So it still feels like very, very meaningful. And the people are amazing. That is what I'd always heard about the culture. And it is so, so true. I have, you know, a team that is all, not all, but a lot of them are very similar in age to me. Several of them are new grads. We all have really, really different backgrounds, but everyone is supportive and kind and encouraging and really it's I have these kind of like this is almost too good to be true moments all the time I look around the room and I go of everyone's roles I think I like mine the most and that's also a really strange feeling because I feel like usually in a role you're kind of like okay I, I got in and I hear now but wow now that I see what everyone else does you know I think I would love to do what this person does or I think I'd love to get in with this department I kind of look around and go I love where I am right now and that is really lucky as well. So yeah, a lot of stars aligned. Um, I could gush for a while, but there's also a lot of learning and just a lot to take in when you start a new role and also just the transition phase of not only transitioning from, you know, intern co-op jobs to a full-time permanent role where if you want to leave, you have to quit that was a really scary thing. I actually thought when I was originally sort of thinking about my path after year, after university is I thought I wanted contract work. And that sounds crazy. And people would always make fun of me and say like, why, why would you ask for contract work? Or why would you put that on your list of requirements? And it's because I was scared of the idea of not having an out if I didn't like it. I wanted to be able to, like a summer job, say, you know what, well, there's 12 weeks left. Or, well, at least on this date, I know it's going to be over. And that's kind of just an escape route thing. And I don't like that I had, that's the way I was thinking, but it's true. I just wanted to have that sort of comfort of a way out. Um, so when this was full-time permanent, I'm like, wait, I think this is going to be weird. Like if I don't like it, I have to actually like get up and quit. And that's just going to be so different because I've never had to do that before. So that was definitely a little bit intimidating. And also just the workload is really different. I mean, my summer job experiences, like I said, COVID played into it. And just the place I was working obviously has a, an impact. And if you're listening to this going, I was constantly busy and could have worked 12 hour days in your co-op then this transition might be a little bit easier and I think that's a good thing but I definitely had to adjust to that idea that I could not possibly get everything I like everything I wanted to get done in a day 
done in a day. And that's still the same way. And I think if you ask anyone in corporate, I, I learned very quickly that that's just kind of the way everyone feels. And I think I could do a whole other episode about you know, my hopes and dreams for the corporate world and four day work weeks and capacity and all of that kind of stuff. But it is just normal in a role like this to have a lot of responsibility. And I I feel actually really, really lucky to have a lot of responsibility and a lot of autonomy. And I lead a lot for our entire company, which I have a sort of very niche role within the talent acquisition team where there's a lot that I'm the subject matter expert for and I'm the go-to contact for the entire company for certain things and that's so exciting but it's also it's a lot it does mean that there's a lot of things that are just up to me to own and figure out and everyone has that to some degree but just the nature of my role and the fact that I do one sort of specific thing does mean that I can always go to people for support, but at the end of the day, it is sort of my thing to be in charge of. And and that's exciting. And especially because I really, really like what that sort of topic or um, that area or field is within recruitment. Um, I love it, but it's overwhelming. So that was definitely a big adjustment. Just the pace to going from that public sector, more government type role, unionized role to a not even just private sector, but tech. Um, And tech is definitely the other end of the spectrum compared to somewhere like a university, just as far as the speed of things. You know, every company is going to have some slow approvals sometimes and some bureaucracy and those kind of things are unavoidable, but really things move so quickly. And also just with it being 2022 and with everything going on in the world right now, we are having to adapt to what the world needs very quickly. There are layoffs happening left, right, and center across the tech industry right now. And I'm in the part of the business that has to just be thinking and keeping on top of those things. So there's not low, I'm not talking like we're laying off. I'm talking about so many companies around us. Um, We're just seeing layoffs and and trying to help people find jobs that are, if they're being laid off, then yeah, there's so much and we're keeping up with that. And it's fun. I like the fast paced nature of it. It does get a little bit exhausting, but I think ultimately it's so much more rewarding. And I am truly learned this from my slower summer jobs. I am the kind of person who wants to always have things to do. There's a difference between constantly feeling like you have, that there's no light at the end of the tunnel. There's no way to accomplish everything you need to. And that could be a capacity problem, but I want to feel like I can fill my day every day, but all that there's always some tasks that don't, that aren't urgent. And that's really kind of how I'm sitting right now. There's a lot of things that are pretty urgent and I have to act quickly. And I have a good mixture of some little repetitive sort of daily tasks, but then also some bigger picture strategy. And that has been, I would say, the second biggest adjustment is this idea of daily work versus project work. So when you're a co-op or an intern, you realistically just kind of do day-to-day project, or sorry, day-to-day more admin, you could say, type work. So you might sit in project planning meetings or, but really you're kind of, you give it, you're given a task, you execute it. It It's something you can physically like check off a to-do list is maybe the easiest way to think of it. So there are things you can just like go and do and finish and move on from. And that might be something you do every single day. That might be just things like 
sending emails or entering data into spreadsheets or reporting on things or whatever. But the biggest difference I'm finding with my job now is that I'm about, I would say probably about 50-50, maybe more like 60% that day-to-day work admin and the other 40% is project work. So that project work is, you know, here's an overarching goal or here's a target we're trying to hit for something your job to go and strategize and figure out how we do that. And then from there, take that project, break it down into tasks, and then do those tasks as sort of, once you get to that point, that becomes your daily admin type work. And I've never just been in a role where I had the responsibility to do that bigger picture project planning. And I've found that really difficult, honestly. I have learned that I'm the the type of person who wants to be given a list of tasks broken down where I can quickly see where I need to start. And I definitely uh, don't respond super well to just being given like a big overarching goal or just, you know, something to think about. You know, someone comes to you and says like, oh, I just want you to start thinking about blank without a lot of direction. That stresses me out. And that really kicks me into procrastination mode that I have a really hard time just making that first step. So let's think of an example. Maybe you work for a bank and they're saying and you get hired on and you're a new grad and you work in like the sort of marketing side of a bank and they're saying okay we want to deliver we need to start targeting young people more and we want to start targeting university students so like can you just start thinking about that about how we as a bank can make sure our marketing is being catered to young people given being given just a big idea like that you just kind of go like you just freeze (laughs) or maybe you don't maybe just me but I just kind of freeze and go like where do I even start with something that is vague like that that doesn't have a super clear direction and maybe you're the kind of person that loves this stuff you love the idea of just like sitting down with a piece of paper and just brainstorming and mapping this out and being in that early like idea generation phase I think there are totally people who love that I'm more on the other end of the spectrum I'd rather someone come to me someone come to me after a big strategy meeting and say hey okay we decided that we want to target this younger demographic so we're wondering if you can go research you know what kind of social media is most popular with the 18 to 24 age group that's the kind of situation where I feel most comfortable. I like direction. And that, if I if I word it that way, if I think about the fact that I like instruction, I like clear direction, I like being given things in smaller chunks, that's not a new learning. I knew that throughout all of university, I would get so stressed out when a prof would be like, here's a project. I want you to show that you know this, but you can do a video or you can do a PowerPoint or you can do a presentation, like do whatever you want, be creative, which in a marketing degree happens. Sometimes you're kind of given freedom for how to actually execute. And that would stress me out because I'd be like, no, I just want you to tell me if you want a slideshow <laughs> or if you want me to do a presentation, like tell me how you want me to do it. And I would get really anxious about that lack of direction. So now I'm in this job where I want to be very, very good at it and I want to be productive and I want to do well, but I'm being given these bigger tasks and I'm also navigating doing these project plans and figuring out where to start and how to go about something that's vague and doesn't have a lot of direction. 
while also being new and not necessarily having a lot of background or knowing if this is something that's been worked on before. And that altogether has definitely caused me some anxiety and I'm I'm just getting used to that and I think it's so incredibly normal and I hope that if anyone listening to this has felt like that before that you know how normal this is because I really do every time I talk to someone about it they're like yeah I I feel that way too and some people like it you know I have a a best friend who is a project manager and she loves that every six weeks or so she's just given a brand new project and she just dives in and she's the one who breaks those things into chunks where I've realized I like to be the one who's given the chunks. And that's been kind of a an interesting realization for me because when I say that, sometimes people equate it to the fact that I don't want to be a leader or that I wouldn't want to be in a management position where I had to do the big picture stuff and then delegate. And that's not necessarily true. I think no matter what, you're always going to have to do some of this project stuff. I mean, I'm here as a fairly junior level, you know, corporate, new to the corporate world employee um, who is doing this project stuff. And I don't manage anyone. I'm just an independent contractor at this point. And I am still doing project work and having to make these big decisions. And when I look around at all my coworkers who are in the same situation as me, they're in the same boat. Their projects are just different. So I feel really fortunate to have these things that I really get to own. And I really do feel like I have the freedom to do things differently and just make decisions and let others know and not always have to, you know, ask for approval for things. And I feel very trusted and I feel like my opinions and my experience are valued and all my company and my managers and my team are doing things right. I've just realized that it stresses me out. So that's been a big hurdle and a big difference is I've never had to not only do that project work, but also find a way to balance it with the other day-to-day work because You know, if I'm trying to get candidate information into our applicant tracking system and schedule out the timelines for when I'm doing a batch of hiring and, you know, those sort of more recruiter just, again, I've said this a hundred times, like the day-to-day tasks, I could fill every day, eight, nine hours a day, no problem with that kind of work. Most weeks, there might be a couple weeks where I have some more downtime, but You also, I'm realizing, can't wait for, you can't see me doing air quotes, but I'm doing air quotes, you know, downtime or free time to fit in this project work because it's not an afterthought. It's just as much as a priority as the rest of your work. But the rest of your work usually has more strict deadlines and is a lot easier to execute because it's broken down into chunks. So all of that to say that has been a big transition. I think I'm getting a little bit better at it all the time and also just going into another entire point that ties into this is just being realistic about your expectations. And I think everyone goes through this when you're new, you jump in and whether you're trying to or not, right away you're comparing yourself to your coworkers. You know, you see your coworkers getting way more done in a day. You see how quickly they action something. You see the above and beyond extra tasks they're offering to take on. And you're just like, whoa, (laughs) I'm not, I can't even figure out what my own job is at the bare minimum right now. So it definitely has been a lot to try and learn the nitty gritty while also trying to learn how to 
do bigger picture project strategy work um, but also remembering that like I'm not supposed to have this all perfectly figured out. Uh, I did hear and I really want to read it um, about a book called I think it's called The First 90 Days and it's just a whole book about this because as we all know, starting something new like this is always going to be challenging in some regard. And you're always going to feel like you like aren't, I'm not even going to say you're always going to feel like you're not doing a great job. I definitely have days where I feel like, you know what, I think I'm actually really starting to catch on. I think I'm pretty good at what I do. I feel like I'm really getting into routine and I'm learning that I have days where I totally feel like who the heck thought I was qualified for this? And I think we all have those days, even if you've been in your career forever, that really is imposter syndrome. And it's a very real thing. And I am just trying to make such a conscious effort to remind myself that, you know, if you think of it this way, I am not only brand new to this company, but I am brand new to the work world. I just graduated. I went to school for two and a half years during COVID. I had no real corporate work experience. I'm new to this industry entirely. This isn't what I have a degree in. It's very, very related, but it's, I have a marketing degree and I'm not doing a whole lot of marketing. I'm like new to this company. Like everything is so, so new. And at the end of the day, it's the typical imposter syndrome way to think about things in it, but it really is so true. If you weren't qualified or if the people you work for didn't think you were ready, you wouldn't be in the place you are. So I'm just trying to get used to telling myself that, to not comparing myself to you know my coworkers who have been there for like even a couple more months than me. Because if I look back at what I was doing a month ago versus now, it is wild how quickly I have caught on, how much more I'm taking on every single day. But it's hard to see that when you're just looking forwards and looking at how much more you have left to learn. So it's a lot. These are all very common feelings to have in the first couple months. But overall, I love the nine to five life. I know some people just don't understand that. But honestly, having my weekends and my evenings to myself is something I haven't had in four years. I've had it a little bit, obviously, over the summers, but I was so, you know, busy with things outside of my classes that my classes were about 50% of my time and the other 50% were other meetings and doing volunteer things and going to events and being a tour guide and all of these things that having the boundaries of work and life, and no one has perfect work-life boundaries these days, let's be honest, including myself, but being able to know that at nine o'clock p.m., I'm not expected to work. You know, some days do I have to work till like six? Yeah, sure. And that's fine. At this point, I'm fine with it. We're going to talk about work-life balance and how all of that works and my thoughts on it in another episode. But really having that boundary of like right now, even if I get a message, I don't have to answer it and I can log off at 4.35, 5.30, it depends on the day. I can close my computer and go golfing and do things outside of the house and not have this... The way I used to always describe it is just like this looming cloud of, I should be working on that assignment. Oh, that test is coming up and I have that other assignment, so I should probably start studying for the test because I'm gonna be busy with that assignment. That was my brain for four years constantly. And I took summer courses every summer, so I barely ever really had that break. That has been such a luxury and I'm truly so happy to 
be in the nine to five world. And I think it would be really tough to transition to if you're used to being in, you know, the service industry where you get a random Tuesday, Wednesday off or whatever. But I am someone who thrives on that consistency of being able to predict my schedule, knowing my boundaries, having clear boundaries. And also it's sweet to be on a nine to five schedule when your friends are too, right? Like in school, some of you have classes at 8 a.m. and some of you have classes till 10 p.m. And you just, you can't ever have a perfect schedule aligned with your friends. Now, you know, my friends aren't maybe in the same city, but we all work similar-ish hours and most of us can go hang out on a Saturday. So that has been definitely a positive and a part that I'm really enjoying about this whole experience. And like I said at the beginning, I'm just really 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 thrilled with where I am if if anything I actually get a little bit this is totally overthinking and anxiety driven but I just don't know how much better things could get from here and you know with the rate of how many career changes Gen Z has and it's normal to only stay somewhere for three years and I'm not putting any pressure on myself to stay or leave and that's just I've been there for two months okay I'm not thinking about that yet but at the same time I'm kind of going like okay, I kind of hit the jackpot, it seems, on my very first job at a school. I don't know how I'm ever going to find something that really tops this. Like, I think I'll be able to find something else that's awesome, but I'm really, really lucky to be somewhere where I love my role. I really, really like my team. I really like the company I work for. You know, do I wake up every morning and like spring out of bed to go to work? No. If you're really expecting that, that's maybe not the most realistic expectation. I don't think I could ever be the kind of person who really feels like that unless I was, you know, I don't know, riding horses for a living or something. But like, really, everything is really, really great. And I am so thankful for that. And if you're listening to this and you're in, you know, a summer internship and you're just like so frustrated by not being busy or feeling overworked, or maybe you're in a new grad job that is totally overworking you and you're not loving the culture and you're not feeling super supported or you don't have that balance of, you know, day-to-day work and admin work or sorry, day-to-day and project work or you just don't really love what you're doing or maybe you're not even in a new grad job. Maybe you're just in a job that you don't love. I don't want to sit here and pretend like this is normal and it really, I really, really do recognize how lucky I am. So that is some of the things that have kind of been going on. Um, I've definitely had some ups and downs. Like I said, I feel like I've kind of come out of that honeymoon phase, especially because I'm also taking on a role that hasn't really existed in the company I worked for before. And that in itself makes things a little bit difficult because I have to get a lot of my information from several different people. So I have felt a little bit in the last couple of weeks like I'm finally being sort of set off on my own and I do feel supported. There's always people I can go to, but that support isn't coming to me as much. There's definitely, and as there should be because I'm, you know, less and less new every day, I'm being expected to do more by myself and that's just a little bit scary. So I've definitely had the way, <laughs> this is the way I described it to someone the other day. I feel like I just learned, I'm just like, 
at the point where I can pretty well sing every lyric to the song with the basic level things, you know, the recurring tasks that I've done quite a few times now and the processes I've seen all the way through a couple times. I'm like, okay, I've kind of learned the lyrics. Like, I think I'm good. And I feel like I'm starting to get thrown some remixes. And I'm like, okay, I don't know if I'm comfortable enough yet. Like, I just kind of want to keep singing the original for a while. So that's been a little bit stressful. Um, but like I said, there's always people I can go to and that's a whole other conversation about I'm I'm always going to be the kind of person who doesn't want to bug people and feels guilty for asking questions and puts too many exclamation marks in my Slack messages because I don't want to seem like I'm being demanding and I know some of you just relate to that. So there definitely have some been there's been some tougher days and learning to also navigate for the first time a job where I actually interact with senior leaders. That's been new too, you know, as an intern or a summer student you, you know, you probably have, depending on the size of your company, some interaction with at least maybe like a director level or even just your manager might be fairly senior or who knows, maybe you do interact all the time with the entire C-suite exec level. But this is the first job I've had where I, what I do is actually, you know, being approved in some cases by them or just watched or they're involved by sorry, senior leaders are involved in what I'm doing. And that is a whole new kind of scary and and daunting experience, but also is really motivating um, and also just like really cool to be at that point where I'm like, okay, you know, we're not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> this, is, this is the real deal. Um, and it's, it is going really well, but I just don't want to paint it as being all sunshine and rainbows because I think all of these things are, are so relatable. And at the end of the day, what are we trying to balance in this episode? We are trying to balance being really thrilled with our job, but also being realistic about the fact that it's really not easy to take on your first full-time job as a new grad. So that is where I'm at. We will talk about work lots. So don't worry, definitely not the end of the conversation here. I know it maybe was a little bit frustrating that I can't give a lot of detail on some of these things, but I think that most of you understand that professional life has to stay separate. So let's finish off with a couple of things so next is just what i'm loving some things i'm loving at the moment so um i think it was like very very beginning of last week it was maybe a little bit into the week before but i just finished the seven husbands of evelyn hugo my best friend gave it to me told me it was her favorite book she's ever read this always happens to me where books get overhyped and like honestly I really, really liked it. Um, the writing was exactly the kind of writing I like. I always say that I like when a book kind of makes you fill in some of the gaps yourself. I hate a, when a book is written it, where all the obvious details are explained too heavily and you're kind of like, yeah, yeah, I get it. Like I could have got there on my own. So loved the writing, the Taylor Jenkins, I love Taylor Jenkins read style of writing um, and I did really find it interesting. I've just realized I'm actually like, psychological thrillers are really what I love reading. I love like a really gripping page turner, like Verity by Colleen Hoover or The Silent Patient. I love that like really twisty turny type of book. And honestly, Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo is, but you kind of, there's only so many ways it could go that I didn't find the ending to be super shocking. However, incredibly written book. So I really, really did like it. I'm gonna start The Push Tonight by Ashley Audrain. Yes, I just have it here beside me. So I'm gonna start that, which I know it is 
that more sort of like psychological thriller. So excited to read that. Um, what else am I loving? I'm loving golf right now. That's nothing new, but I did buy new golf clubs, kind of like a spur of the moment, saw a really good deal on them, and then ended up selling my old golf clubs to a really good friend of mine. So we've been golfing together quite a bit, which has been a lot of fun. Truly is like my current favorite hobby, which is a lot of fun because it's outdoors, it's active, it's social, um, and it's a really good like life skill to have, especially when you work in corporate. So golf has been a lot of fun. Um, I bought this green tea, cucumber mint green tea from President's Choice. If you're Canadian, I know the President's Choice is getting like all of this hype right now, but it's so good. So highly recommend that. And yeah, I think that's kind of it for current things I'm loving, honestly. I haven't been listening to a lot of music or anything like that. Someone introduced me this weekend to some really cool SoundCloud, like two hour long mashups that are really good. So I can't even remember what they're called, but that's really fun. But yeah, that's kind of some random things I've been into over the past week. And then finally, something I'm looking forward to. So it's July 25th, it's Monday night, this coming weekend. So what are the dates this weekend? August 20, sorry, July 29th to August 1st is the August civic holiday weekend in Canada. I think it's all provinces. Yeah, er, yes, I think it's all of Canada. Um, we get Monday off that next week. So I'm driving home Friday to my parents' house. I'll be staying there and then we're gonna be going to my cottage for the whole three days, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, uh, which will be so nice. We don't really have any plans. We don't really have anyone coming up. It's like literally just gonna be my parents and I hoping for some nice weather, just like go in the boat and relax on the dock. And yeah, I'm just looking forward to some time in my own cottage because I haven't had a lot up there this summer. And then I'm actually going to stay at my parents' house for the whole week after and work from there and then spend some time with my home sort of high school friends who I don't get to see very often. So going to, you know, probably play some golf with them and just hang out with them. Um, and that'll be nice because I haven't spent a lot of time at all really this summer back in my hometown. So excited to go back and spend time with my parents and my dog and also see some friends and actually just be there for sort of an extended period of time where I get to see some people and not just sort of quickly come for a weekend visit for an event or something and then have to come back. So I'll be there all next week, all the way. It'll be about nine days, I think, by the time I come back. Um, and then at that point, it's August, which is kind of crazy. I can't really wrap my head around that. And how weird is it going to be to not have my life dramatically change after Labor Day weekend? Like, this is going to be my first fall where I'm not going back to school, which is so weird. So we'll talk about that. Maybe that'll be an, a topic for a September episode is what it's like to watch everyone go back to school, especially because I still live in my university town. That's going to be very weird. But all is good over here in Tory land. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you related to something in this episode. That's really always my goal. And if there's anything you ever want me to chat about, you ever have comments or suggestions or feedback, or just want to share your insights into anything I talk about, I would love to hear that. And please stick around and join me next Tuesday morning if you want to hear more. So thanks everyone for being here. You are all the best and I can't wait to talk to you soon.